across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Yes, Audible, the way to learn and listen to books without having to turn a page. Uh, Audible's awesome. I've always been a big fan. I always have several books on Audible that I'm listening to or getting ready to listen to after the next one is done. Right off the bat, I've got a great book for you to listen to. It's called The Surrender Experiment. It's by Mickey Singer, and it's changed my life. It really has. At, at first, I was unsure about it. I thought it might be too spiritual for me, but it really wasn't spiritual at all. It was, but it wasn't. It, uh, this guy's built a company with thousands and thousands of employees, and he's used a different way to make decisions throughout his life, and it's benefited him. And I've actually tried it recently, and it's it's affected me, and it's, it's working well. So highly recommend Surrender Experience, Mickey Singer. Michael Singer. Check it out. Just go. You can listen to this book for free, actually, as a listener of this show by getting a free 30-day membership to Audible. All you got to do is go to audio.hybendigital.com. That's audio.hybendigital.com. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Well, you know that one of my main new gigs is Rebus University. And Rebus University is an online learning platform for real estate agents to learn sales techniques that they might not necessarily teach in a classroom setting and also learn them in a setting of your own home uh, by experts who are doing it every day. And our first product was a certified listing agent course which was eight agents listing appointments, uh, hyper-focused on, re secretly recorded, and uh, everything made note of and discussed in detail. It's a 10-hour course. We've got over 120 people that, that are taking it. We've had uh, close to 30 graduates, and the people are loving it. Everybody that's reviewed it has given it five stars. I've got that, and I've got the certified team agent course, which I've built with Jeff Cohn, Big agent out of Omaha, Nebraska, going to do close to 700 units this year. Top Berkshire Hathaway agent and just doing some amazing things. Five years ago, he only sold 80 houses. And so again, uh, I say secret, but you know, in-depth is really what I mean. Um, kind of pulling back the curtain of his office, interviewed all of his all of his staff people interviewed him in detail, got several of his inner office forms, things like that. And we're gonna offer that in a course. So I've been asked by several people already, is there gonna be, you know, are you gonna offer a Black Friday special? Is there any holiday discount? So here's what I'm gonna say, do me a solid. Send me an email, rockstar at hybin.com. Rockstar at hybin.com. If you're interested in a, number one, a significant discount, 50% off of the Jeff Cohn course to get it in its beta session, you know, it's, it's, it's first month or so of that I release it, which will be shortly, sometime in the next 30 days. And uh, so send me that email and just say interested or interested in the TLA course or whatever. If you just send hi, H-I, I'll get it and follow up 
on this with you. So I'll, I'll group them together. Also, if you have been interested in the certified listing agent course, and maybe it's too much money for you, too expensive right now because it's the end of the year, uh, also email rockstar at hybin.com and I'll have a holiday discount for that that will be significant that I'll email you a coupon for. In addition, what I'm doing is someone recently asked me if they bought it, if they bought one of these courses and then wanted to buy it for other agents in their brokerage or other agents on their team as a gift, whereas that agent can take it in full and they can get the certificate when they're done and the designation when they're done. Can I significantly discount those? Like, you know, the first one is X price and all the rest are Y price. So I'm going to come up with something. Whereas if you buy the first one and you want to get uh, a certificate for each person on the team, it's, you know, a hundred bucks extra for everybody on the team. Limited time only. That's probably, well, since I mentioned it, that's what I'll do. I'll just say a hundred bucks extra. It'll be limited time. And, and that's probably on both of these courses. So if you just send an email to rockstar at hybin.com, just say you're interested in any or all of this, I'm going to send out private emails to everybody with some discount codes for the holiday. And uh, hopefully everybody have a great holiday and start the new year with some powerful, powerful, powerful tools under their belt to uh, list a lot of houses and or build an incredible team like Jeff's. Thanks, guys. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a super-duper guest today. I got Dan Holt on the line outside of Springfield, Missouri, and uh, he is making some killer progress there as uh, as he builds his team and sells a ton of houses, and I'm excited to talk to him today. So, Dan, without further ado, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, sir. Glad to be here. Hey, Dan, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Okay. Well, I've been in real estate about six years. Um, I have a team now of 14 people. Five of us, four of us, I'm sorry, now are in production. Ten are on the administrative side of our team. I'm very heavy on administration. Uh, our philosophy has always been that few can do many versus many can do few transactions. So um, highly efficient, highly effective, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's me. <laughs> I love it. Let's get to some nitty gritty, though. So, like, how many houses did you sell last year? Three hundred. Okay, and what was your ECI, your ego commission income, or some call it gross commission income? Uh, right, uh, right at one point six million dollars. Okay, and what's your profit margin? Forty-two percent. Okay, so we one point six. So you're looking about about seven hundred G's you took home, which is nice. That's yeah, yeah, That's very nice, very nice. Okay, cool. So let's talk about it. Like, what percentage of your transactions of three hundred some transactions would you say are listings, and what percent are sales? Fifty five percent listings, forty five percent buyers. Okay, I like those numbers. And so, first of all, let's talk about the listing end. You know, what are you proactively doing to get so many listings? Uh, a little bit of all. Obviously, uh, we try to focus hard on our repeat referral business, um, but even that's not as quite of a big of focus. We're very heavy on the phones. Um, I've got the typical ISA, OSA side, which I'm sure you've heard about that. 
Um, but um, we we do um, we call a lot of for sale by owners. We call a lot of expireds, which there's not as many now as there used to be. And we've gotten very proactive with uh, uh, turning the market just recently for us, being a little bit more of a seller's market than it has been in the past. We've had a lot of good luck circle prospecting for listing leads within the last year has been a large source of our listing business. Okay. Yeah. So it's essentially what I find is anybody with over 50% listings, which you really, really need to strive for nowadays because so, so many teams are becoming buyer focused because they can buy that business so fast rather than work for it a little bit more uh, as a listing agent. But I generally find anyone like yourself that's anything over 50% is taking major proactive measures. And so what, like, who is taking these measures and how do they do it? Who is circle prospecting, which for those listening don't know what that is, you basically, uh, you know, take a house that's sold, whether it's your house or not, and you circle around it calling everybody, right? That's exactly right. So, and uh, this is going to sound terrible, but it's the beauty of what we do is I don't even know specifically what programs they're, they're using, but um, uh, I see the bill every now and then, but I don't know what associates was. So, but um, yeah, we'll sell a house in a subdivision and we'll have great success with it. And, you know, the old, maybe the old school uh, form of that was sending a neighborhood flyer out saying, Hey, look at us. We just sold a house and in two days and we have more buyers, you know, we have more buyer leads for this house. The problem is that information didn't get out to the neighborhood for potentially, you know, a week to a week and a half. And most of the people were throwing it away. Whereas we can now pull their phone numbers, um, based upon their address, based upon a subdivision. And we can, we can dial through the entire subdivision within an hour, hour and a half. And, and we're just trying to find contacts as fast as possible. And it's the message that we're sending that, you know, if you or any of your neighbors have thought about selling in the past, you know, year or two years, and you're not familiar with what the market is, we have buyers literally left over looking to buy your subdivision, or have you thought of selling? And we have two, two reasons that's worked uniquely well for us is it always creates some curiosity within these sellers that obviously, obviously everybody's thought about selling. So they're always curious about what they can sell, you know, what they can get for their house, or they're at least interested to talk to us, number one. And number two, we're never competing with other listing agents or other agents for these leads, typically we find we're the only ones in our market doing it anyhow. Yeah, those are the best types, right? That's right. I mean, yeah, I can go up against one or three people, one, two, three, four other listing agents, but this is, it's me. So if they hear the message they want to hear or the number they want to hear, they'll list with us. Okay. And uh, so first of all, let's, so in order to see who's doing that or how it's being done, what does your team look like? Do you have it broken down into buyer agents and seller agents or do all your agents do both? Uh, tell me about that. <clears throat> nope. Nope. So, um, we're very specialized in our team. I have, um, I've not touched a buyer in probably a year and a half. Um, up until just a few weeks ago, actually, I went on every listing appointment that our team ever did. Uh, and well, essentially 95% of every listing appointments that we have, that we took. Um, I have a buyer's agent, a lead buyer's agent. She has two showing assistants. She doesn't take listings with very rare exception. If she does, it's just covering me. She has a full-time buyer side admin. And then we have... Um, a marketing lady that works in our office. We've got, you know, two full-time callers on our team, transaction coordinators, and then, uh, of course, our listing department. There's a few ladies in our listing department. So so you stopped going on listing appointments recently? No, no, I am adding two. Because, I mean, two weeks ago, I went on 16 listing appointments. I, okay. I, we so, have more wow. so listing you, opportunities now than, 
So you're going on all of them, let's just say, right? You're, uh, you're 16. Correct. You went on 16 in a week. That's correct. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So that's, you know, if you're working five or six days, that would be three a day. Well, 18 that's would be correct. three a day, yeah. Five days a week. I don't work on the weekends. Okay. So you were doing more than that then. Wow. That's great. Okay. So, so you got a lot of people that are prospecting, that are calling in, that are getting the leads. You're catching the ball, running with the leads, closing them, bringing them back. And then you have 13 other essentially buyer agents that are just working buyers. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Just three that are working buyers. The other 10 are all admin. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're admin heavy. You're the listing agent. You got all these admin and then, then you got three buyer agents and that's, that's not bad. I mean, that's that you can provide a lot of customer service that way. You can keep your profit margin high as you've done. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and, and to be honest with you, the, the, the people, when we list them know specifically, they're essentially never going to hear from me again. I am, I'm the only way I can go on three listing appointments a day is that all my stuff's prepared for me in advance. I pick it up. I go on the listing appointments it's a 40-minute deal. It's basically a quick yes or no. If it's a yes, my ladies pick it up. They handle everything after that up until the point in time we get an offer. So you mean you you if if it's a yes, you just leave the paperwork with them? No, we don't do paperwork on site. It is literally all virtual. So you just leave and and just send it to them uh, with yep. DocuSign. Yep. Yep. I will. I will. Uh, embed them to me. Essentially, I will. Um, I'll do a solid handshake. I mean, it, it, I can't tell you the last one we lost because I didn't sign paperwork. There. I don't have time to sign paperwork on site, um, and we'll do it all electronically. They'll have it within an hour if it's a yes. So, what what would a script be like to get that solid handshake? Because I think there's a lot of people listening to be like, Dan, I don't know about that. You know, I've always been taught to close them while I can. There. Sure. So, uh, absolutely. And I guess, I guess, here's the deal. What I'd say is. That, if I had the time, I would absolutely love to stay and nail it down. And I'm sure that there's some that I lose because I can't, but it's a very small number. Um, but when you go on 16, this may sound terrible, but when I when you go on 16, you know what? If you leave with 12 of them done and you lost one because you didn't do it that way, I'm still pretty happy with those results. So we'll simply have a conversation and say, look, rather than you and I sit down, I've got a lot of paperwork and you and I both know that this has become a very – uh, paperwork intensive process now to buy and or sell a home. I can sit down and I can do all the paperwork with you. Um, it's going to take us approximately an hour to an hour and 15 minutes for us to do the paperwork by hand for me to go through all the details of your house. Or I can have the ladies just uh, electronically share it with you for signatures. It takes you about 30 seconds to sign. I know your time is valuable and I want to make this process as easy as I can and, and, and go as fast as, as possible for you. So is that important to you? And I maybe two to three percent of the people that we do this with want to sign it in hand and that's fine we'll schedule an appointment and they can come to the office and sign paperwork if they prefer to do it that way but do you do you get them to verbally commit at all or, or absolutely yeah. absolutely and i'll say things such as you know um i'll look them straight in the eye if i can and i mean we're in the midwest so maybe this doesn't work on the coast i don't know or <laughs> that may sound stereotypically wrong but i'll look them straight in the, straight in the face and say do i have your commitment that we're going to do business together and I'll stick it in my hand, I'll give them a firm, firm handshake, and I've really never had, like I said, I've never had anybody go back on that. I like that. Do I have your commitment that we're going to do business together? Yep. That's it, yeah. Hey, here's the thing. At the end of the day, and I've said this before, as far as paperwork goes, I a, a firm handshake, and, and when you provide a sense of value and a level of customer service and they can see that with you, 
a handshake is enough versus a piece of paperwork with terrible service isn't going to do anything for you. They can cancel that paper. You know, there's, there's, I don't want to get too hung up on the fact that I'm going to ink them on paper and I'm, I don't have to do anything after that. If you have a sense of value that says we're amazing and we're going to get results for you and we're going to move fast. And our job is to, is, is results oriented. A handshake. I'd rather do handshake anyhow. And if I can't do business with them on a handshake, I don't know that I want to do business with them anyhow. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. That's great. Well, um, let's talk about team building because there's been some stuff out there about you being, you know, incredible at uh, hiring people that uh, are the top talent, let's just say, or very good admin structure, very good admin hires. So will you talk to me a little bit about your processes that you use to hire people, to retain people, compensate people, all that? Sure. Yeah. Um, where would that me start? <laughs> well, okay. So you got 10 admin, right? That's right. Um, you got two that are full-time callers that are calling circle prospecting FISBOs expired, right? So that right. leaves eight. So what are the eight other admin doing? Well, uh, let me, let me start with this. It's most important. I feel to start with the key essential hires after that, you know, there's only, uh, four people that report directly to me. Um, outside of that, the, key, the hires have been theirs, but those first key hires are the most important in my opinion. By the way, I'm not making this material up. I'm completely pirating this from other successful people. Um, but putting those key, I always, I used to always refer to as empire builders, people who are equally as motivated to the results or to success or to winning as you are in, in place in those positions. You, you can't have mediocre people in your key positions and have success in my opinion so outside of that it's simply just finding out what motivates them just the same as we're doing when we're talking to buyers and sellers finding out what what creates action in them um what gets them to move towards the results that i want and it's not being manipulative it's just literally trying to help fulfill within their life what's important to them um and not and and not everybody is fed by the same type of, not everybody receives energy the same way hmm. so some people are purely numbers based and they want to hit numbers or transactions or X amount of goals. Some people's um, motivator is perfection, right? So, I mean, yeah. I know where I want to put that person. So, so you, you, you hire the empire builder first and then you have the empire builder put in place the people that are motivated by perfection. Yeah, well, it's that's exactly right. And it's, it's, it's not the we, – we get too hung up on the what. We get too hung up on the, on the, on the what we want them to do. Uh, and if you're a book reader, and I'm not much of one, but in Good to Great, um, Jim Collins' focus on um, it's not the what that you put in place, it's the who you put in place. The who will create the what. Yes. Yes, I love that. And, and uh, you know, I love the one quote that Gary Keller always says, which is, you know, who is someone you could add to your business this year that will change your life? That's right. You know? That's right. And, they're truly and, empire. and if they're truly empire builders, They'll, they'll, they'll hire. So, I mean, like we said, I've, I've hired four people. We have 14. I didn't hire the other 14, nor do they report to me, but they're held accountable to the numbers and the results that we expect. Mm. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I agree with that. I like it. I like it. Okay. And sort of what, so what sort of software, what sort of processes and software or maybe phone apps do you have in place to keep track of everybody and have everybody keep track of each other? Um, so funny thing, um, we're actually super old school when it comes to that. Um, I 
try as much as possible not to get caught up in flashy things, but we're using the typical top producer. The girls have action plans created within top producer, their checklists, et cetera. We're still not afraid to have good old fashioned paper checklists. But I mean, as far as we, we don't use any fancy apps with the exception of the, you know, the top producer add-ins or whatever you want to call it. But mm -hmm. we are a very, you know, what's funny uh, speaking of Keller Williams, in, in talking to my ladies, have all gone through the class, the perfect real estate assistant with Monica Reynolds, and she says, you know, above a certain number of transactions, you almost have to go back paperless because there's so many hands tied. You have to have a trackable, manageable, um, and, and maybe we're not as efficient as some on that, but um, we're we're actually pretty old school when it comes to that kind of stuff. Hmm. Now, was she saying past a certain amount of transactions, you have to be paperless? Well, I'm not. I don't want to quote her, or I, I don't want to misquote her. Yeah, yeah. No, not paperless, but I think there has to be some kind of a paper tracking of this is where everything's at. Versus oh, I see. Things, I think we get too caught up on everything being completely web based. Yes. At, to a point that you know we lose track of the fact that detailed people like to be able to see things and check things off. Okay, I got you. I understand. Yeah, and that makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay, so let me talk to you about the listing appointment because obviously you are a pro. If you're going on, you know, up to 16 in a week, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got this process down. You say you got it down to 40 minutes. Now, can you take me through this process step by step? Now, when you like, like, do you, first of all, when you get there, do you walk around the house with them? I do. Yep. Okay. How much uh, time do you spend in that portion of it? Probably, I'd say probably 10 minutes, really almost almost as long as they want. And I do I, I do a lot of things that maybe people would disagree with me on. I let them follow me on that. Mm. Um, actually, I let them lead. The first thing I say when I walk in the door off the bat, obviously I introduce myself um, under the assumption I don't know them and uh, make some comment about, you know, whatever piddly. I'm building a report this time is all I'm doing. And then I, quite frankly, I ask them to show me the house and sell it to me. Show me, show me from their eyes what they like about the house. And, um, typically they're proud to show it to you. Typically they've cleaned it specifically for you. And, um, I let them take me through a tour of the house while I'm doing that. I am obviously looking at the house, but you and I both know that most realtors didn't experience, I could cruise a house in less than three minutes and tell you everything about the house that a buyer would need to know. However, this is their home and they're trying to show to me, you know, everything they've done to it, why they're proud of it, why they're happy with it. So I'm building rapport. I'm, you know, I'm giving them positive reinforcement with what they've done if they need it or I'm not typically going negative at this point in time yet, but I'm building rapport. I'm trying to find um, connections that I have with them, be it as silly as they've got a picture of their dog on the wall and I used to have a dog that was the same color or yeah, I, I'm being facetious, but I mean, I'm, I'm truly trying yeah, to, find, you're trying to find commonalities. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. As much as anything. Much as anything. Okay. So there's 10 minutes. Now you got 30 minutes left. What exactly do you do? Okay. So I sit down right off the bat first and I, I always, I'm, by the way, I'm always a one step listing process. So I'm leaving that house in 40 minutes with either an agreement to list or not, or, or a not now, but maybe we'll wait a little bit. But the initial thing I'm trying to do, I'm simply trying to establish what's their level of motivation. What are they doing? Why are they doing it? And is this just a, hey, we're testing the market, or is this a, um, we're moving in a week? Obviously, um, the fastest path to as many listens as you want to is going on a bunch of them, but establishing motivation. Everybody wants to know what their house is worth. That's not what I'm there. I'm there to find out what's their level of motivation. And basically, if I can get them near what they're wanting to do, is either their motivation going to come to my price, 
or is their motivation so high they already know they need to sell they need to go right now? Obviously, we want more of those than not. Just try to establish uh, how fast can we do this. And and what's uh, what's your pricing presentation like? Do you use comps? What do you do? Okay, so I do naturally, yeah. So I can find a lot of history about the house, obviously, within our MLS. I can typically find what they bought it for and when they bought it for. And based upon when they bought it, I know essentially what the market was at that point in time and where they were. Um, I can obviously, yeah, I'm competent with, with things around their vicinity. So I'm showing up with most of the information I need to at least, this is going to sound crazy, but to at least come within a 5 to 10% price range of what I feel is marketable, the high side and the low side. So, it sounds like you're sort of winging it almost. Oh, heck yeah, but here's the deal. So when I'm winging it, I'm winging it in comparison to their motivation. So when they're sitting there and they're talking about their motivation, I'm, I already have. I mean, ser- ser- I mean, we can all, as experienced agents, guess a house without ever going within a 10% bracket, right? Like we all know it's going to go within this. And I sit down and I go over this pricing with them. And then at the end of the pricing, without nailing down a number, because I'm telling them their house is marketable within this range, one one price is going to bring them maybe an offer within four months, within five months. One pricing option is going to probably potentially bring them multiple offers in the first day or the first week. And their level of motivation determines where we price it out. Now, I'm not there to just practice putting houses on the market and set for four months, five months with no activity and no. I'll be honest with them and tell them that. However, like I said, what we're trying to do, so I'm feeling them out because typically they don't want to tell you right off the bat what they want for the house. They want me to give them their price first. And I never, I you can win or lose with walking in and going, this is my fixed price and I'm only willing to list your house for this amount. Well, I'll tell you, in a seller's market like we're experiencing, I, I'm not always right, to tell you the truth. Sometimes sometimes I'm being overly optimistic with some of them. They're not selling right off the bat. Or um, or I'm being not aggressive enough, and we're loading up 10 offers in the first day. Well, that's great, and we're all happy about that. But but maybe we didn't add them as much. So when I'm, tr- when I'm giving them a range and I'm trying to narrow down their level of motivation, it's almost letting me soft back into... I'm not making them mad. I'm not offending them. And we still have a chance. We're at this point in time. I'm not painting my corner myself into a corner to do or not to do business with them at that point. And yeah, it's also because I'm only there one time. I'm not coming back with refresh numbers because I don't have time, quite frankly. Hmm. Yeah. But you, you, you may refresh them when you're doing the digital paperwork. That's right. So that's, and, and if I show up and something's obviously off, I, you know, I'll just say, quite frankly, I didn't expect your house to be this. I was basing on the average house in your area. I would like, with your permission, um, rather than tell you the numbers that I had without knowing this information, I'd like to go back and polish these numbers. But that's only, that's less than 10% of the time. Usually, I leave with a price set, and I'm acceptable, and I'm happy with it. Wow. Okay. And where would you say your market is compared to, compared to what year? Like, would you say you're at 2007 levels? Or are you at 2006 levels? Where would you say you're at? I'd say six or seven. Yeah, 2006 or seven. We're we're selling as many or more houses right now. Now, granted, I was not in this side, but I was in the real estate industry, so I, I was I was up to date with what was happening with the market. So this to me is, I mean, the, I'm in the heyday of it. I came in in 2009, so I mean that was the epitome of suck in real estate market. So I've never seen times like this, and you know we're we're not a strong seller's market here, really ever. Um, we don't have ebbs and flows like I mean, we in the pit of the economy, we didn't drop 
you know, 10, maybe 15%. So we didn't see the peaks and valleys that other people saw. Um, but inversely, we'll never see a huge seller's market like people have obviously experienced in other markets. But you've, you're sort of having one right now, right? That's right. As much as, as, much as we've ever had one, I should say. Hmm. Yeah. Which means like what? Like what's the average time on the market there? Well, our board's average time on the market is just below six months. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, that's still bound. pretty equilibrium yeah. market. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We dipped down to four months in the market and everybody was celebrating. <laughs> that's great. That's good stuff, though. That's a, that's a steady market, you know? Right. I'll deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the buyer side now. So where are all your buyer's leads coming from? Okay, so um, with with the call team that we have, we have an in, 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 an inbound sales agent. So you know, naturally, anybody calls on a sign, anybody calls on the internet. Uh, we know that's a pretty warm lead at that point in time because they reached out to us via phone, which nobody wants to do, uh, or the internet. We have a, a very intensive follow up program uh, with with all web leads. Most of that obviously is web base as far as reaching back to them and most of that's automated however if we have a phone number our sale I mean, our um, um our call team they're absolutely pounding them until basically we get told to stop calling them so a large portion of our business uh naturally is um our sellers who have now turned to buyers because we put them under contract sign calls uh, organic leads i would say directly from the listings and we do buy a very small portion of, of buyer leads okay very good, very good. What would you say the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a house is, Dan? <laughs> Man, uh, that one that one got me. The weirdest thing I've ever... I, I guess I'd just say I'm amazed with what people will leave out in their home when they know we're showing the house. You know, I actually was sitting outside of the house last winter, and I watched a dog run down the sidewalk. Run. The people got there before me to turn on the lights. They left the front door on six inches of snow. Dog literally runs in the house, takes a dump in the middle of the living room, runs out. I didn't know this. The people come out, close the door, leave the lights on, shake my hand. Congratulations. You know, enjoy showing our house. I walk in. This is in the middle of the house. So I call them. I'm like, what do you want me to do with it? And it wasn't even their dog. It was, it was literally just a dog from down the street. It was snow on the ground. I guess just wanted to go in the bathroom. Not in the snow, and I guess I can't blame the dog. That that was uh, fairly funny. Like I said, that was about a year and a half ago. Did so. you pick up the poop yourself? Honest truth? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I would have too. You know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? What are you going to do? Like, you want, want the you want the commission? You know, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was actually one of the last houses I showed. I said I'm not cut out for this anymore. <laughs> that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, a crappy job, right? <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up, Dan, with our uh, flagship question, and that is this. If I were to take you and put you on a show similar to the TV show Survivor, except this uh-huh. one has a little twist in it. This one's all real estate agents. So yeah. I take Dan Holt and I take nine other top real estate agents, put you all on an island. Now, this island's not deserted. You have a whole bunch of people living there, and they're all buying and selling houses, making money. There's a lot of commerce. But the thing is, with all 10 of you, None of you know anyone. I give you each a thousand bucks. I give you a laptop and a cell phone. And I say, go at it. Whoever sells the least amount of houses each week gets thrown off of the game show and off of the island. Who's ever the last one left wins the game show. How are you going to win? Okay. So obviously it always starts with the first lead. You got to find the first lead, but I would find a success story to tell um, either from your office or from yourself personally. But like you said, there's, 
I haven't done anything yet. So I would find a success story and I would simply get on the phone and I'd start doing what we said, circle prospecting, which is very inexpensive. No, no, let me back up because I only have a thousand dollars. I would find a house and within my office that had sold within a couple days and I would go start door knocking an entire subdivision with pre-made flyers that simply say we sold this house within one day, two days, whatever, and we had more buyer leads left over. Have you thought of selling your house? And I would get in front of as many people as I can. I would invite as many people as lunch as I can. I would buy 30 cups of coffee, one cup of coffee every day, and I would take some business owner next to me uh, a cup of coffee, and I would simply introduce myself, tell them that I'm a business owner just like them, and I'm looking to meet new people um, whose business I can help. And I promise if you try to help enough other people, they'll all try to help you, and if you're genuine and sincere about it. Um, but essentially, you got to get in front of as many people as, as, as possible as a numbers game and a contact sport. So... Um, I guess those would be my two easiest low budget things to do. Go door knock, meet people. I've never had anybody slam the door in my face and, um, coffee's pretty inexpensive. I love it. I love it. And it's clear that you're just all about action, you know, yep. just taking action and moving forward. Everything works. Nothing doesn't as long as you're working and moving forward and you got the vision of, you know, I want a listing or I want a buyer. I still got like $900 left over too. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, listen, Dan, I wish you the best of luck in Springfield, Missouri. If you guys have any referrals out that way, you know the guy, Mr. Dan Holt. And I'm going to put all of Dan's information on hybendigital.com backslash Dan Holt, H-O-L-T, as well as any of the things that he's mentioned. I will also put those in the show notes. Dan, thanks so much for coming on today, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, sir. This episode is brought to you by Bluehost. Check this out. If you have a website you want to host or already hosting and are probably paying too much, they have disrupted the world when it comes to hosting things inexpensively and efficiently. As little as $3.95 a month and you get a free domain name. They host over 2 million websites worldwide. Check it out, uh, listeners to this show. Very inexpensive and efficient. They can get a free domain. So I got a coupon for a free domain for you. Just go to host.hybendigital.com. That's host.hybendigital.com. Over 2 million websites hosted worldwide by Bluehost. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.